so, Katie. Katie, Katie. What? what? Oh my god, what? This is 8-Bit, episode 102. Steve! On Sunday, January 18th, 2015. And now, it's Zeus. This episode is hosted by Earbuck and Ian Decker, with guest Katie Redman. I was totally going to have you on for the guest travaganza last week, but then, yeah, you know, up. Whatever. I know, I know I'm, I'm sorry, it. but, but, Not hey, me. listen to me, listen to me, this is a good thing, because now you get your very own episode that you don't have to share with any other guests. Uh, well, you're here, and so is the other Ian, so yeah, I guess well, I'm, I'm like, well, we're always here, we're background. We're, we're not guests. Hmm. We're like, we're like that, that convinced. I'm still not convinced. <laughs> You're the beautiful new chair in the room, and we're like the crappy old wallpaper. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I am going I'm, to keep my mouth shut. I am going as to keep long my as mouth the shut. carpet matches the drapes. <laughs> uh, Ian, now we have to fight over who's the carpet and who's the drapes. <laughs> uh, dibs drapes, because I don't want to get stepped on. Uh, okay. Now I'm just thinking about all the innuendos that carpet could be. Oh, of course. <laughs> what do you so, mean? That's an innuendo in itself. Haven't you ever heard that phrase before? Yeah, yes. that's... Yeah. Oh, my... Whatever. Shut up. <laughs> so you ruined it by pointing it out. I'm sorry. I'm dummy. No, not you, Katie. Katie ruined it by pointing out... That's an innuendo. No, anyway. I... I I, I was the one who pointed it out. Well, Sorry. you both ruined it then. Good I had job. to make it clear to my 12-year-old sister who listens to this show. <laughs> that that is something she should not say around her parents. Oh, my God. Oh, no, she absolutely should. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> um, wow. Why am I saying these things? Okay. I don't know your so, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm watching a hamster falling asleep into, like, a doll bed. It's adorable. So, Katie, what have you been up to aside from watching hamsters? Um, I've been playing, like, tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of Evolve. Yeah, because uh, this oh weekend God. was the closed beta, of course. Uh, currently, I've played 27 hours of Evolve. That's ridiculous. It came out on Friday. <laughs> I'm so tired. Oh, my so, God. What level are you up to now? I'm a level 20. Great. Yes, it won't carry over. No. Not at but all. But you seem okay with that. I'm super fine with that. I look forward to, like, knowing, like, the whole layouts of every map and then getting into, like, all these new players who just, you know, were like, oh, <laughs> man, this is going to be, like, the best game ever. I'm going to be, like, the best. And then I'll be like, om nom 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 nom. Except that you've told me that you're not the best with the, the, any of the monsters. No, I usually play as medic. But it's really difficult being a medic because people die, unfortunately. <clears throat> yeah, well, what's probably, that? That's so doing? annoying. Probably the most difficult part about being the medic is if I'm going to target anyone, it will be the medic when I'm playing the medic. That's true, yeah. I usually hang around like the support because the support has uh, an Jeez. ability where they can go invisible. So that's fun. So what kinds of like major changes have there been since the alpha? Because I know you played that as well. Um. Yeah, the alpha. Oh, that was a while ago. Um. A lot less disconnecting. Like they were having like <laughs> server issues 
a lot and mm. like if you had if you were just searching alone like in the alpha you could just you know like pop into a game but if you mm. had like any one of your friends in there it would be at least like a 10 minute wait mm. which sucked well, it's a good thing that i was playing alone then so alone all by hey do you play the freaking I, beta right now, huh? Yeah. Because my my desktop is busted. It's the, the motherboard is kind of dead. Oh. Yeah. Why don't, you, why don't you elaborate on that? Like, how did that happen, Ian? Okay, so I got back from a a long weekend at home, and it was a long week. It was an unintentional long weekend at home, uh, because my car was having issues, and so I was kind of stuck up in St. Paul for five days, um, <laughs> as things kept on getting fixed and all that fun stuff. Yeah, I hate um, cars. Yeah, well, the car's all fixed now, but so I get back, and I turn on my desktop, and I find that even when it is the only thing plugged into the outlet at all, it still uh, trips the breaker, hmm. which should not be happening, even with a big machine. So, um, so I go, and I find a fairly similar-sized um, power source to go and replace it, because we were pretty sure it was just a short in the system somewhere uh, that was causing that. Nothing too, too big, but there was some wattage that was leaking somewhere and was causing an overdraw. And, and the people who you talked to seemed to think that it was the uh, the power supply in the desktop, right? Yeah. Everyone who I talked to said that it was something with the electrical system and with the, the power supply itself in the desktop, um, <clears throat> based on what I was telling them. So I went down, found, as I said, I found a, a, a fairly similar-sized power supply, replaced it, stupid me, forgets to plug in um, the 8-pin on the... Uh, at the top of the motherboard. At the top of the motherboard. Yeah. And so when I'm turning it on, nothing is happening. Um, and so I'm really stressed. And so I pull everything, well, not everything out. Um, but so I, I go to dinner. I come back later with the idea that maybe it had been... I had had the wrong cord attached to the power supply because I had... Um, the power supply took a 6-pin and an 8-pin plug-in, and then I had both the 6-pin and the 8-pin plug-in from one set of cables, so I thought I maybe had to have a different set of cables. So while pushing that in, um, it decides it's going to be difficult, so I have to muscle it in. And as I'm doing this, I hear a little click as it gets towards the final bit. And I thought I had my hand behind the power supply, and I was just pushing on it, but apparently not, because when I started it up, um, <clears throat> nothing turned on at all, except for the lights in my headset and the lights that were around the Ethernet cable. So, considering that... Let's just... Let, okay, so, even if it was the power supply at the beginning that was the problem, yeah, you may have messed something up by not having the 8-pin turned on, you know, plugged in when you turned it on. I don't yeah. know enough about hardware to, to know for sure, but yeah. Well, I'm not sure if it was that or if I accidentally physically damaged the motherboard itself and I was pushing stuff in. Because mm. as I said, I had to muscle that 8-pin in there. So either way, I am i don't think I can necessarily get the warranty for that. <laughs> yeah, so, it depends on what the cause is that they determine. Yeah. Like, so either way, I'm going to be replacing a motherboard sometime soon this year. So I have not been able to do the, the beta, even though I got in. I got the email, like, the day after this happened that I got into the closed bait. I'm like, oh, that sucks. Do you play it on, like, Xbox or something? No. I 
Oh I yeah, PC. Yeah, I guess you're talking about PC. Whatever. That really sucks. I mean, you were if you had like Left 4 Dead 2 or Bioshock Infinite, you were automatically in it. So. Which is why I was in it because I had both of those. Ha 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 ha! It's awesome. You missed out. Katie, you're such a meanie. You know, I've been holding back on picking on you. <laughs> I don't think I'm. <laughs> I know exactly what expression you're making right now, Katie, just based on your voice. Like, <laughs> Ma'am, when I woke up this morning, I didn't want to be an asshole. Oh. You just pressed my asshole button. <laughs> um, I really don't want to press that button. And since uh, Ian's exactly like a computer and always does rational things, you know, he's just going to do whatever buttons you push on him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I don't want to push anything. Please stop. So, so Katie, in a in a broader sense, what have you been up to? You know, like over the last semester, summer, year, etc. Um, because I, I didn't get to talk to you for you know most of the time that I was in Sweden. I mean, I've just been playing like so. I have a clan now. Ooh. I roll. I roll with a clan. <gasps> so I'm co-founder of it, I guess. Although I don't feel like it. At all. We're just really super chill. We don't like, we're not like, oh, you have to like come to this and this and this so we can practice and be the best things ever. Mm-hmm. No, um, it's more like we hang, we're just like people who like to game and we hang out and game together. If we play the same games, you know, we are in the same games together. If not, we still like talk to each other as we're playing separate games and it's pretty sweet actually. So did this start as, like, a group from Titanfall? Because I know that you were making some friends while playing that game. Yeah, like, Titanfall was, like, it was, like, the, uh, like, my eyes were open to the world of strangers on the Internet. (laughs) And, yeah, it just evolved into, ha, pun intended, evolve, ha. (laughs) It, It just, like, transformed into this, like, really great community that I'm a part of now. That's you guys have a website? Got some forums that I can um, check out? We Forum. do have a website, but it's under a different name. I don't remember offhand. I don't okay. really check it a lot. But I do have a... If you guys want to see like a video play of some of the Evolve stuff, uh, my clan leader, his name is Mike, but he goes by Deathstroke, or the angry Canadian when he's really angry. Like so basically, he's just adorable when he's angry because... No, he's mean when he's angry. <laughs> he gets, like, snappy. He's just like, meh, blah, 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 noobs, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, no, we're all here to have fun. Clans, helping people think they have friends since 1943. 1943? I don't know. 82. Whenever the internet was invented. <laughs> <laughs> it was I definitely 43. Yeah, definitely. Totally. <laughs> All those soldiers in World War Two, you know, they their their families back home were sending them Dreamcasts so that they could play video games on the front lines, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, my my uh my brother's been trying to get me to join uh the same organization that he joined for Star Citizen. So yeah, online communities. I I might be joining a few. Also, check out that GIF. It's really funny. <laughs> oh boy. And totally, wow, oh wow, jeez. Yeah, yeah, Batman didn't do so well there. <laughs> All right, cool, and uh, so 
are you guys are are you still playing a lot of Titanfall or is that like done? Because it's um, been like you know almost a year since it came out. Titanfall is now ten dollars. Therefore, we give about like zero percent interest in it ever. All the that's time. a weird. I don't know. System. Yeah, whatever. No, we don't usually play it anymore. I play a lot of depth. Yeah. Can you can you explain like the appeal of that game to me? Because I, I look at it and I go, it looks so stupid. <laughs> what do you mean? Why does it why do you think it looks so stupid? Like why would I want to go swimming around in an ocean and occasionally get attacked by sharks? Like what what what's the appeal? I don't understand what you're saying. Like, you don't have to be a diver. You can be a shark. Okay, what's the appeal of being a shark? I think you get to eat people. I guess. So, I mean, so, like, divers, like, there is some, like, teamwork that you have to, like, do. But, I mean, now people are getting out of depth and they're looking at Evolve because Evolve and depth are fairly similar, like, play-wise. Okay, I think, like, Depth was, like, a great between game. If you're waiting for Evolve, like, Depth would be, like, the great, like, between game that you'd go to. And it's similar, but it's also, like, quite challenging. Because, alright, so the point of Depth is that you're a diver. Mm -hmm. Well, or a shark. If you're a diver, you collect gold, and and you're supposed to follow along with this robot named Steve. Steve! Yeah, Steve! And he... I think that's my favorite part of it so far. Steve! And he, like, opens, like, there are four safes on on the map, and he goes and opens up each and every one of them, so you get more gold. And as you open them up, you get more money, and then you can, like, buy better uh, weapons to defeat these super hungry sharks. Now, if you're a shark... Then, um, your role is to, like, this is your territory, and there are these divers, and you're bloodthirsty. So, you want to kill all the divers or destroy Steve before he completes his round of opening all the saves. Safes. Okay, so, so the, the weapons that you buy as a diver are only, they're only persistent through that game? Like, they're not, like, you know, going, you're not going to be able to use those in a later round. Well, well, like, you start out with so much money, and then you can, yeah, well, yeah, so, like, you start off with so much money, and then you can buy a gun, or, like, a bang stick that, like, if you touch a shark, the shark kind of explodes. I touch all the sharks with my bang stick. I'm glad you do, and I'm glad they'll probably rip off your bang stick mm-hmm. and eat it. I'm not you know, you're really not doing a good job of providing a case that you're not an asshole, I just have to say. Me? Yeah. No, I oh. think that was a pretty appropriate response to my innuendo. <laughs> I think so, too. <clears throat> no, I mean, like, the whole, oh, I like being a shark so that I can eat people. Well, come on, who wouldn't want to be a shark that eats people? And it's probably better to, you know, express those those needs and, and wants in a constructive place like playing a video game than in real life by trying to eat people. Exactly. I'm doing society a favor by not being an actual cannibal. You're welcome, society. (laughs) The Silence of the Lambs was a big learning experience for Katie. 
Ah, yes. It was so inspirational. <laughs> I can really relate to the character in that one. Yeah, there are a lot of characters. Uh, the guy who wears that face. Or the Animal guy's Lecter. face. That's the guy. Yeah, you should have learned to keep your muzzle on. Um, nom, 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 people. Did you see the uh, the epic rap battle between him and Jack the Ripper? Yes. I think yes. so. That's I a good one. All the epic rap battles. Good for you. Yeah, I guess I guess that part of the reason that depth doesn't really like appeal to me is that the only reason that evolve really appeals to me is the setting. And, you know, so like just just the gameplay uh premise of it isn't really what interests me. So I look oh, at depth and I'm like, I don't really want to be okay. in the ocean, you know? Oh, okay. That's great. I don't know. Then what's the point? So do you like Evolve because it's so space age? Like Yeah, kind of. And then and, and also because I have a lot of friends who are going to be playing it, so I'll probably end up having it anyway and, you know, play it with them every once in a while. Yeah. We can go side by side. Side by side? Like, when we have our apartment, you and I can play Evolve together. Ah. Sit next to I each thought, other. I thought you meant, like, deliberately just run side by side in the game. Like, we're going to be the most obvious targets possible. <laughs> oh, I won't go anywhere without you at my side. <laughs> Thank you, darling. So, let's see. Should we talk about a few of the uh, news articles that happened this week? Other than the Evolve beta, which honestly was probably the biggest news story that happened. Sure. It was the right. most important news story that happened. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the biggest games that's coming out this spring slash late winter, I guess. Um, so, listener, if you want to see all of these wonderful articles that we collected for you, go to thenexus.tv slash eb102. That's where the show notes exist. So, actually, there's a lot of kind of unfortunate, sad news this week. Oh, uh, I hate bad news. Yeah, starting off with one that uh, is near and dear to my heart, Star Wars. I was I was really excited for the standalone Star Wars movie that's coming in 2016, partially because, I mean, obviously it's Star Wars, but also it was being written by Gary Whitta, who used to be an executive editor at uh, PC Gamer, and then he went and wrote at Telltale, and uh, I forget what other games, but, you know, like, things like The Walking Dead Season 1, and it's like, wow, you know, that's a great, that that game had great writing, and, and I was looking forward to seeing what he was going to do with Star Wars, but apparently they kind of, you know, he turned in a draft, and then they were like, eh, maybe we'll, like, use somebody else. Not and enough so slave Leia. <laughs> oh, gosh, that'd a be floppy weird. rabbit things. Carrie Fisher is kind of mm-hmm. old. Misa, gonna be in the movies. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> They're like, uh, there's not enough Jar Jar Binks in this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, we're playing a um, piece by a guy named Husa in band, and so I keep on getting Jar Jar Binks in my, hand, in my head because I keep on thinking, Husa, Husa. Husa. <laughs> How do you live with yourself? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember what the piece that we wrote for is actually written for, and then it's like, oh, well, I'm back in reality now. It's a piece called Music for Prague, 1968. It's about um, when ah, yeah. Soviets brought their tanks into Prague and kind of, you know, about it. But anyways. Oh, oh wait. 
We move the we, we move the order of things around. Yeah, I did to you know kind of even things out. Yes, yes. Don't worry about it. Oh, don't worry. Well, I mean, I prefer this way because this way we get to interspace nasty, sad things with cool things and silly things. So, um, Buck found a fun way to get inspiration for a role-playing character that gets a bunch of random stuff together, like race, backstory, um, class, and so the the URL for it is. Who the fuck is my D&D character.com? And so if I click on it now, the one that I get is, uh, okay, so it says at the top, I'm going to roll the stats for a fucking, and then it says, courageous human warlock from a small family farm who gets nervous speaking in front of crowds. And then if you want to re-roll, then there's like, this doesn't make any fucking sense, or I really don't give a fuck about that guy. All right, I've got uh, a blunt dragonborn druid from a mid-level cult who looks every who loots every kill, but leaves enough to pay for their burial. <laughs> so you're honorable. How about Katie? I am a soulless thiefling wizard from a sheltered upbringing who's, who is trapped in a Faustin bargain. Sounds I don't right. even know what half of that means. I got another longer one. Bossy half-elf druid from the wilds who believes they are a demigod, but hasn't figured out who's their father yet. (laughs) I don't even know. This is beautiful. Wait, if if I believe I'm a demigod, would I think, like, my father's a god or something? Yeah, he's probably Zeus. I mean... Yeah, okay, that's yeah. basically... I am Zeus's child! If you're a demigod, it's most likely from Zeus, because Zeus had fun with everything that has Oh, Marcus. yeah! Because and, uh, Zeus. So the, the, the coolest thing about this is that if you have another idea for a backstory or, like, a location or whatever, you can go and submit it to them, and if they like it, then they'll put it into the system as, you know, one of the, one of the things that pops up. Now, back to the sad news. Steam no. trading now has a CAPTCHA system as part of the confirmation process to prevent malware from making trades without the user's permission. So sad. I mean, it's it's good and it's bad. Yeah, I don't like hassle, but I also don't like viruses making trades on my behalf. Neither do I. So I can totally get behind that. I don't know, man. Those viruses. Also, I I realize that we forgot to talk about listener feedback. Eh. Eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Um, so I, I'm kind of excited about this game, but I'm sad that it's facing some issues. Blizzard's Overwatch is competing for a trademark with an app for enhancing airsoft, paintball, and first-person shooter gameplay events. So Overwatch might not be the name of the thing because they are fighting. Yeah, but the uh, the other trademark has also been suspended, so I think that yeah. they're choosing between the two which one gets the trademark or something. I don't know. Something. We'll see. Ugh, legal things. Whatever. So, the Humble Bundle, you know, when you when you go and buy some games from them, they've had a one-click Steam Redemption feature for about a year now, and it's pretty much the best thing ever because I don't have to think about, you know, going and copying these uh, CD keys in and, you know, putting them into my Steam library, etc., etc., but uh, that's going away soon because Steam is actually, like, getting rid of their OAuth system, so Humble won't be able to do that anymore. So much like the capture thing, it's just a little bit more of a hassle. Mm. Oh, I am... Okay. I am pissed about this next yeah, this, thing. This is the worst one of the week, I think. This, okay. 
So first things first, I, I think that unions can be good if they are done right, but I think that they can also just be disgusting when they put in rules that keep things from like moving forward in certain ways. So so the American Federation of Musicians is finding Austin Wintry, so the composer behind the Banner Saga, Journey in Monaco. So for those of you who don't remember, he's a Grammy-winning... Oh, my God, I love Journey. I know. So he's a Grammy-winning composer. But so he's fighting, they are fighting him, the union is fighting him for doing work outside of the union and threatens to kick him out if he doesn't pay. So he does, let's see, so according to the website... Um, I think this was for his work on the Banner Saga, if I remember correctly. Maybe. Let's see. Yeah, for the Banner Saga, um, under non-union auspices in Texas. Um, so basically he used things that weren't union approved to make music and record music, and then the union is getting pissy about it. I mean, isn't he like an artist? Doesn't it just like, it? doesn't he like feel like what is right and then... Does it? He creates something. How can you tell someone to be limited on their creativity? That's just weird. Because there are apparently rules as to how and when you're allowed to be creative. <laughs> you must be creative right now. Our I glorious that, leader demands it. I think that's why he went to Texas to do this, was so he could do it outside of the Union. Because, like, I guess they don't have a chapter in Texas or something. I don't know. I'm really confused by unions. I am too. Either way, this I'm I'm pissed that the union is getting angry at someone for taking something into their own hands. Like, what would happen? What would be like the bad thing that would happen if he was kicked out of the union? Would like he not ever get a job ever again? Or I highly doubt that because he's a Grammy. Yeah, he's like he, he's like the guy who could probably like stick. Like stick both his middle fingers in the air at them and be like, "Suck it, bitches!" And then find an, and turn around and find a great job later. So mm-hmm. I mean, Honestly, the funny thing is, like the the local chapter in Los Angeles of the union is on his side. They like you know wrote up a little little letter saying like, "What are you guys doing to the national office?" Yeah, because I mean, just yeah, don't limit people. You're there to support them, not limit them. Mm-hmm. So shut up and get over yourselves. <laughs> That's all I can say. <sighs> Speaking of not limiting people, when you a lot of times when you try to play like an old game, there are some you know technical issues that you have to get over before you can actually play the game properly. Mm-hmm. Now, one way to get past that is for the company behind it to make like a remastered edition or an HD version or something like that, you know, whatever they want to call it. And Grim Fandango Remastered is going to be coming out soon. It's coming out on January 27th, and you can pre-order it now from Good Old Games for $15. And, uh, of course, I've, I haven't played it because it's a really old game, but if the if the original's reputation is anything to go off of, then this is going to be worth it. So what was Grim Fandango about initially? Yes, for those who... Uh... You know, for our your listeners out there who have no idea what uh, Grim Fandango is, so could you I, enlighten us? From from the screenshots and stuff that I've seen, it seems to be inspired by Dia de los Muertos, mm-hmm. and the main character you play as like one of the skeleton dudes. And I have no idea what the story's about, but you know, it's one of those Lucas Arts classics 
from the 90s that, you know, everybody and any anybody who is alive and playing games back then talks about. Okay, so I'm, I'm on the Girl Games website, and they have an About section, so care if I read that off? Sure. Something's rotten in the land of the dead, and you're being played for a sucker. Meet Manny Calavera, travel agent at the Department of Death. He sells luxury packages to Seoul on their four-year journey to eternal rest, but there's trouble in paradise. Help Manny untangle himself from a conspiracy that threatens his very salvation. One of the most acclaimed adventure games of all time is now back, better than ever. Grim Fandango's epic story of four years in life or death of Manny Calavera, travel agent to the dead, has been remastered to look, sound, and control even better than when it won GameSpot's Game of the Year award upon its original launch. Grim Fandango still stands as a classic of the genre with unforgettable characters and unique combination of film noir and Mexican folklore. So Grim Fandango remastered includes repainted high-res character textures, new dynamic lighting, classic score re-recorded with a full live orchestra, over two hours of exclusive developer commentary in Concept Art Browser. And I think one of the most important things, actually, that they redid was the control scheme because this game was made right around the time when they, you know, 3D games were first becoming big, yeah. and so they hadn't fully figured out what was the best way to control a game. Ow! So, like, they, they describe... Are you okay? <laughs> that, that was my knee. I'll be, I'll be fine. So, so people have described the control scheme for the original as tank controls. Mm, tank. I'm not sure how that corresponds to a person, but, you know. Tank shepherd. <laughs> well, you can probably move just one way with the controls, and then you can look the other way around and see what's around you with the other part. So you're kind of stuck moving in one direction when you press the forward button or something. <laughs> something. I'm not sure. Something. All right. So another kind of awesome, fun thing. Uh, so you guys remember that mansion that we told you that Notch bought a while back. It was, like, more expensive than Beyonce's. It was, like, the most expensive Oh, yeah. Mansion. It's, like, $7 well, million dollars or something. It was uh, $70 million, and actually he he was in a bidding war against Beyonce, and he won. Uh-oh. Oh. I guess if she really liked it, she should have put a bigger price tag on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you that one. Um, <laughs> I have enough humility to know when there's a good pun said. I can I can <laughs> have in respect to that. Um, but so there's some photos and some things that, that look absolutely awesome. Like one entire wall is devoted entirely to different candy dispensers. Um, oh my god! He, he has a car showcase room where there's both a Ferrari. Um, I'm not 100% sure what the other car was. I know it had an eagle on the as the hood ornament, so that those of you who are car fanatics, go look that up or tell us what we are and tell us how stupid we are for not knowing it, as well as a bumblebee, um, bumblebee or two different bumblebee statues in that same room. Um, cool. Let's see, a bunch of collector items. So, like, there's a one of the guns used from a James Bond movie in his workout room. It's not single. You think he'd marry me? <laughs> Do you think he'd marry me? Probably. You're very attractive. Oh, thank you, Katie. Ha ha ha. Then invite me over. Okay. Katie, stop hitting on him. He's mine. <laughs> Damn it. I think we both Our just promised ourselves to not. Damn it, you're cheating on me, Buck. <laughs> 
So, so Ian, you didn't mention why we have all of these pictures all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, so Notch had a housewarming party for this Jagundo mansion, this stupidly expensive and really pretty dang awesome-looking mansion. Yeah, and so the, the other part of, of the pictures is, in addition to how awesome the house and the things in the house are, is all of the people who are at the party, because you have you know tons and tons of high-profile uh, people from the gaming industry, but also just like straight up celebrities. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I know that there are a few famous music- musicians there, and I, I didn't spot any like actors that I recognized, but they're probably uh, there. Did he invite Beyonce to rub it in her face? <laughs> oh, that would have been hilarious. I don't know. I didn't see her in any of the pictures, so she wasn't there even if he did. No. Um, yeah. That being said, if you if anyone can tell me or click on the link, scroll down to the bottom. And tell me what the heck that guy is doing to that girl's foot. Like, actually, legitimately tell me what that is. I will be forever grateful. Because <laughs> I cannot tell. So, a little later, I'm going to be talking about Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, because I played that game this week. But before that, I got a little uh, headline. Apparently, it's being uh, sold by the developer to the company that originally published it. So the the publisher 505 will now be in charge of like any sequels or anything that come out instead of Starbreeze. Hmm. Which is funny because I think most of the the people who worked on the game don't work at Starbreeze anymore. They moved on and made their own studio. So <laughs> I mean so like if Starbreeze comes out with anything, I won't be like paying attention to it in the same way that I will be for other games that hmm. the you know that the group of people who actually made Brothers are doing. Yeah. Sounds like you liked it a lot. Yeah, well, I'll tell you about it in a minute. Oh my gosh, yes. So, do you guys remember when Twitch started muting copyrighted music and video recordings? Sort of like our ghost does for us some days. (laughs) Well, yeah, when you decide to play Halo. That was great. (laughs) Oh, makes me miss the pool and hoodoo. Anyways, um, so they now have introduced a library of music that is safe to play on your channel. Which I think is really helpful. Yeah, apparently it's kind of like limited though, because the library of like 500 songs is pretty much all electronic dance music, <laughs> and you know it's it, I find it interesting that they don't don't also just like redirect people or you know direct people to look in you know like the the um what's the open library IMSLP uh, you know, IMS there's you know there, there's whatever database of just like Stuff that has open copyrights and you know Creative Commons licenses. Oh, those things. All right. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of IMSLP. I think it's a .com. That's that's specifically for music, and that has um, you can go on there and search for any piece that it has not or that is no longer copyrighted. That is in the can, public domain now. That's in public domain now, and you can yeah. find recordings, you can find sheet music, all for free. Nice. Yeah. It's .org. IMSLP.org. So for all of you musicians out there, there's a really cool resource for you. And I think the one that I was thinking of is like something, 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 Internet Archive. Something, something, something complete. <laughs> Surprise, the Empire's behind uh, all of this Creative Commons stuff. They actually want what's good for you. So kind of a recurring theme in our lives is lamenting how many games we own that we haven't played yet. And uh, I, I just I love finding new ways to kind of visualize that data and you know think about it and 
Um, you know, like a while ago, there was the one that straight up just told you what percentage of games in your Steam library you've never, ever touched. Uh, well, I, I found another one that is called Ste- uh, Steam Left, which estimates how long it will take you to complete all of the games in your library. And when I put in, you know, my profile, it told me that it will take me 90, nearly 98 days of continuous play to finish all of the games that I currently have in my library. Sounds about right. <sighs> a ton of games, Ian. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going on 300 right now. Yeah, I <laughs> have 28 days. Haha. Sounds a lot more reasonable. It is a lot more reasonable. I could download three 1080p movies on a 56k modem. Uh, uh, that doesn't sound nearly as fun. I am... Oh. Steam is making me... Steam Guard is making me try something else. I don't even remember what... What? Uh, just type in DS Bigfoot in the in the text field. I tried. That D, Just straight up DS Bigfoot wasn't working. Wait. There's probably no space. Yeah, no. So you have just over 80 days. There we go. Yep. 80 days, 16 hours, and 40 minutes of gameplay le- of gameplay to complete your Steam library. It would take you 100... Or, let's see... In this time, you could recite Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech six or, yeah, almost 7,000 times. I, d- I do like those little uh, factoids at the bottom about other things that would take the same amount of time. And uh, I think my favorite one that I encountered so far was how many times I could watch R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet all the way through. <laughs> Speedrun Super Mario Bros. on the Nest uh, almost, or a little bit over 23,000 times. Um, <laughs> run all run about sixteen and a half thousand miles. Holy cow! <laughs> Contract or die, and die or recover from Ebola three times. Oh jeez! <laughs> <laughs> all right. So final piece of news for this week. This is this is a the only piece of news that I found from CES that actually was relevant to video games, uh, which is really funny. Like, usually there's a few more gaming companies that show off some, like, you know, we I think we had the uh, the Steam Machines were first, you know, shown off at uh, CES. Razer's always there, and so this year, Razer is the only one that I found. And uh, what they're doing now is they're trying to start up a virtual reality ecosystem where they'll kind of standardize tools for developers to use when they're trying to make a game for virtual reality. So that, you know, in the future when there's, like, a bunch of different competing virtual reality headsets, then, you know, the developers don't have to go and, like, specifically build it for each one of them. Razer will, like, have a unified tool set that will kind of, you know, make your game work for all of them. Kind of the same way that, like, if you're building uh, a game in the Unity engine, you know, you you basically just, like, click one button and it will compile it for any of the different platforms that you want it for. You know, whether it's Windows or Xbox or PlayStation or iOS or Android or what have you. And then uh, to go along with this, Razer actually kind of came out with their own... Uh, uh, their own little headset that's, I, I think it's completely open source, you know, the, even on the hardware side. Uh, and it's, apparently, you know, it's not as good as the Oculus Rift developer kit 2, but, you know, it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be something to, you know, just for people to play around with. 
Cool. I can't wait to get trapped in virtual yeah. reality for two years. <sighs> Too soon? Kinda. Um, I mean, I only watched that not, um, like a month or two ago, but still. <laughs> yeah. It's still pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. Uh, Sword Art Online, for those of you guys who don't know what's going on. Yeah. Anyways, did you talk about the PC Master Race thingy? Well, no, but I just put it in the... Uh, <laughs> oh, I wasn't really looking talks. at the notes. Oh, okay. Anyways. Yeah, so if, you, if you want to talk about it, go ahead. So, basically, everyone knows, like, PC Master Race or, like, you know, that phrase that, mm-hmm. like, PC is, like, the the superior, like, video game platform that, like, wipes, like, the freaking consoles away every single time. But uh, recently... Wax all of that rhetoric since high school. uh, Yeah. Uh, A recent article by Taylor Wilde on gaming website PC Gamer... um, Never heard of it. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Anyways, uh, doesn't like that phrase, like, Master Race... Because it's like what the Nazis, uh, the Nazis like totally were like, we are the master race. And he's like, you guys should probably be like a little more considerate about what you're saying. Yeah. And like, yeah, he's not saying that it's a surprise to anybody that this is, you know, was a Nazi propaganda thing because that's what the original joke was, was, you know, yeah. comparing our, our uppityness to being, uh, you know, having a genocide. Oh, I, I'm actually going to refrain from Holocaust jokes at this time. Good. Wow. You've, like, learned some taste. I mean, trust the fat guy when it comes to taste. <laughs> That's a pretty good pun. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, yeah, he Tyler does have a point in his article that a lot of us have just kind of lost sight of the fact that the origins of the joke are, you know, a a World War II Holocaust reference. And, you know, people like people have stopped saying PC Master Race like ironically kind of thing. Yeah, so... they're taking they're like PC is the master race. Instead of being like, ha ha ha, PC Master Race, you scrubs and noobs. No, they're just like PC Master Race all the time, every time. We're getting this done. I mean, yeah, we're a little bit elitist, but... Hey, that sounds like the title of one of our episodes. Weird. Whoa. Wow. Mind blown. I have no I mean, idea. Don't get me wrong, I'm not going to stop thinking that the PC is the best system out there. I don't know. Yeah, I, have but, but... A, I have a PC, I have a PlayStation 4... PlayStation 3, PlayStation 2, and I have a Wii U. I don't... I don't know. It doesn't really matter to me. I play You're video games. I play video games. Video games master race. There. Yeah. I mean, there's... Yeah, so there's a difference between, like, making making an informed decision on what platform you're going to sell your allegiance to, you know, and, like... And, 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 <laughs> and, and like having your reasons for that and everything and, and you know actually and having an opinion on which one is the best, but you don't have to make a Holocaust reference while you're doing it, right? No. Like Like okay, so for me I didn't real I didn't like realize it was a Holocaust reference at all. 
I mean, I was just like, oh, PC Master Race, whatever. I'm going to just keep playing video games. Honestly, that kind of went over my head, too. Yep. So, like, now, I don't know. Well, I mean, even even if you didn't know that it was exactly... Uh, a Nazi propaganda thing, like it, it, it sounds, you know, awful. It sounds like the kind of racist junk that, you know, yeah. that some group like that would be using. And then my brain came up with another really bad joke. I'm, okay. I'm debating whether or not to say it. <sighs> you know, last time you said that to me, uh, I really regretted telling you to say it anyway. <laughs> Here, I'll throw it up in the chat, and then you decide. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I am Lord, yeah, 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 yeah. Now I feel responsible for, like, making the decision. You're making the executive decision. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is that um, a yes? An oh, my God, that, yes? Or, like, that's oh, no. my God. That, that's, that's no. Okay. I am Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I can censor myself. <laughs> so... Shall we talk about Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons? <laughs> yeah, that's please. <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny about this is um, I didn't realize it while I was playing the game, but apparently, uh, Katie, you reviewed this game for us almost exactly a year ago. Probably. I think me and Amber like did like a joint thing together, but it was really weird because you could you know control the brothers at the same time. Mm-hmm. Which actually, I found that like interesting and super annoying. And, like, oh, it got sad. It was yes. sad. Oh, yeah. The, so the story the story in the game is very, very tragic. Like, not just the main story, because, you know, the, the, you've got two brothers who are making a big journey to this magical tree to get some substance to cure their father, who's, like, deathly ill. Like, it starts off tragic. Oh, and uh, actually... I'm sorry, it starts off with a scene with the younger brother uh, failing to save his drowning mother. Yeah, that's kind of dark. Yeah, so that's the tone that the game starts off on. Oh, God, why? Yeah, and, and uh, so, so then they're sent off on this journey, and basically every single person that they meet along the way has, like, lost something or something terrible has happened to them, and the brothers have to help them. So, like... Yeah, they're they're making the world a better place, like one person at a time. But it's yeah, but it's like just constantly tragic. And Never like trust gonna... women. That's what I learned. <laughs> oh, that was a so that was a plot twist that I totally saw coming. It was really it it, it seemed really obvious to me. Um, well, I have no idea what's happening, but I have an idea yeah. now. But so yeah, um, I mean, and and that's not like. It's it's not huge spoilers like that's a pretty small moment in the game. Um, but yeah, so so the concept behind the game, if in case you forgot, is you have these two brothers. You're controlling both of them. Pro- the idea is one person's controlling them because you know the the right analog stick and the right trigger control the younger brother, and then the left analog stick and the right trigger control the older brother. And the so like on paper, it's very very simple. You know, there's there there's only two things that you can do with either of the brothers, which is move or interact with whatever thing they happen to be next to. Did, and it's completely... Did you have trouble in the snow village? I had so much trouble in the snow village. Uh no. Uh. No, because the only thing that you really do in the snow village is hide behind the the snow statues. You mean the frozen bodies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had trouble like because <laughs> I don't know why I had trouble, but I just had trouble with that. Okay. 
Yeah, I think I, it took me a moment to realize what I was uh, being asked to do, but like once I figured that out, it wasn't it wasn't difficult. Um, yeah, so that's that's the thing. Like most of what you do in the game is like really really simple puzzles. I I almost wouldn't even call them puzzles because they didn't take any effort to figure out. It was just like okay, this is what I need to do, and then then you know you like do it, and it wasn't it wasn't mechanically challenging either. Um, so really, the only things that the game had going for it were its unique idea of the feels, yeah, and and the story, the the tragic story, um, which was pretty good. And I'm kind of, I I also really liked their decision to not have any of the lines in a recognizable language, because when you when you can't like understand the what they're saying, like the only thing that you can understand is the emotion behind the voice. And the body language, and so basically everything, everything in the story that is conveyed to you is an emotion. So breaks it down to the most human of elements. Yeah, which is and and that's exactly like that's all that the story was about was the emotions going on with the people there. Um, so yeah, it was it was a nice it was a nice game, uh, and because and because the you know the the control scheme was like the most unique thing about it. Uh, it's a good thing that it was a short game. It took me less than three hours to complete. Uh, so you know it it doesn't like overstay its welcome. It doesn't get stale. Um, and if you're if you're you know somebody who's been playing video games for a long time and you're kind of looking for something new and unique, this is a perfect game for you to go and check out. Um, yeah, and I I mean I would say totally like go and go and drop ten dollars on this. It's a good uh, good game to play. Obviously, you're going to need a controller if you're on PC, because like, like for for a lot of games where you know they were built with it with a controller in mind, and you know, um, like that that seems kind of annoying. But for this, it's like it's the only way to really play it. Yeah. I you know? well, I, yeah, I got it for free on the PlayStation Three, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, there were some really like. Just, Breathtaking, well, they they moments that took my breath away and some some really cute moments and <laughs> I liked. Uh, it was it was a little bit buggy uh, in my experience because there were a couple of times when like the enemy AI wasn't reacting to me the way that it was supposed to. So I thought that I was solving the problem in a certain way, but I actually wasn't supposed to do it that way. And so like I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong, etc. Um, for a really long time. And then uh, <laughs> the funniest one was during the credits, half of the screen was cut off. So I could see like all of the different positions at the company scrolling by, you know, <gasps> lead designer, programmer, or whatever, whatever. But I couldn't see their names <gasps> on, the, on the other side of the screen. That was funny. I hope that wasn't a purposeful thing. <laughs> I doubt it. That'd be silly. Really sad. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on what the team behind this are are doing from now on cuz uh this the the guy the main creative director for this game was uh he he's I don't know if he still does um movie directing, but that's like his background. Ooh. And so he yeah, he brings a perspective that you usually don't see in video game development. Yeah. And cool. he's, you know, he he kind of. I think he thought that this was just going to be like a one side, one time project, make a game, whatever. Uh, but he, apparently, he's stuck around with the with the same team, so he'll be making more things. Excite. 
and I know that I'll get to know them more just because I'll be hanging out with you enough that and you'll get to know them more. So I'll just kind of get them through osmosis. Mm-hmm. Osmosis. Oh, and uh, the their approach to achievements is pretty unique as well because you know usually when you're playing a game you get like a handful of achievements during certain times in the story right yeah. uh, as you go through you know a lot of times there's like one for completing the game you could play through all of Brothers A Tale of Two Sons you could complete the game without getting a single achievement all of them are like optional you know things that happen just off of the beaten path mm-hmm. that you you might miss if you aren't paying enough attention. Uh, but even even with all of those achievements, it took me uh, like three and a half hours to complete the game. <laughs> and all of the achievements. Well, you, we know us. If there's something to be found on this... We're, we're both RPG players at heart. Because <laughs> yeah, and if, it's a, if the it's game directs us one way, we, find we go the other way. Exactly. And it, it's a good thing that like those side paths don't go very far, because... Yeah, like it. It still manages to be a short game, even when you find these side things to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So let's see. What are you What are you going to be doing this week? Me? Yeah. Probably won't be playing too many games, unfortunately. Uh, working on my computer. Yeah. Kind of relaxing, playing D and D. I started up a D and D campaign, a rejection, which has been stupid and fun in the best ways. Um. So we we did it around uh getting a specific mechanic to work. Um. Just because we wanted to. So there's a um, prestige class called Primeval. Oh, I which know. I've been this. wanting someone to do for a while. And so I have my friend, or one of my roommates is playing in, um, a dwarf barbarian that took Primeval as their prestige class. And so he gets once a day to transform into a dire ape. And then he's going to pick up our halfling rogue. This sounds really familiar because you were going to have me turn into a dire ape that punches people. You were going to make me into a primate. Mm. That's Something a Pokemon, like that. kids. From way before your time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Actually, the, the dire ape is scarier than I thought, so your full attack is two claws and a bite. But if both of your claws hit, then you automatically do extra damage as you rend. So it's like hit with claw, hit with claw, then tear them apart <laughs> for like twice the damage. And you said that Katie's desire to eat people is weird. Um, nom, nom, nom. But so... She at least sounds adorable while she's doing it. <laughs> Tee God. God, that's so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely have you for desserts. I'll introduce you to my bear tibbers. Now, piss off. <laughs> but, so we're going to have the, uh, the, our barbarian transform into a dire ape and then throw our halfling rogue as a human shuriken. Or as a living shuriken. And our halfling rogue took a prestige class that lets him... It was called Shadow Dance, so he gets to jump between shadows. So the, the, the turn order will go like this. Pick up halfling, throw halfling, halfling teleports back behind. Pick up halfling, throw halfling, halfling teleports behind. <laughs> it doesn't sound like there's a lot of clawing and rending going on during that. No. It's mostly just for the stupid... Stupid technique, because we can. Now, if if any of the people in your group are having trouble coming up with their backstories, you know where to send them. Yes. <laughs> yes. I so think, what about you, Katie? Oh, sorry. Oh, I, I think once we get started on it, uh, like, so when we have our own apartment, I wouldn't be surprised if we started up a D&D campaign. I'd be surprised if we didn't. Did I say that I would be surprised if we did? No, no, like, like you said that you wouldn't be surprised if we did. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, but, like, yeah, it would be absurd if we didn't. However, we're going to have to do a derp campaign where everybody gets their characters from who the fuck is my D&D character.com. <laughs> it'll be the most random party, but it'll be great. Excellent. Excellent. So do I you Ryan, sorry about all the bleeping. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if he's there, because uh, all I'm getting is black from his camera. Yeah. Oh, oh wait. Oh, there. Oh, wait. There he is. Oh, hi, weird. hi. Okay. Whoa. He just has his lights up. Okay. So, Okay. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> what are, what are you going to like do this? I in the dark. Um, what am I going to do this week? Since the Evolve beta doesn't continue. Mm, I know. <laughs> My life is over after that. Oh, Probably do, like, God. homework and junk. Yeah, oh, man. We have the senior sem to do this with this uh, semester. Yeah, That's I gotta fun. find someone. Have you picked a topic yet? Nope, not a clue. Yep. I haven't done any of the stuff that yep. we're supposed to do by Tuesday. Yep, me too. Fuck, yeah. you can write your senior sem on me. That doesn't even make sense. You're not a computer science subject. I can't write about perfection anyway. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to make up some bonus points. Because <laughs> you couldn't play them all. It's really, di- it's really like disappointing that you can't play it. It's a, such a good game. I love it. I know all the things about it. Story, and by the time the game actually comes out for real, you'll you know have a computer to play it on. Yeah. Well, that's the hope, anyway. Yeah. It's um, nice to have the computer during J term as well. Yeah, that's a yeah good point. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this week I'm uh actually the me and my housemates we've got planned for tomorrow MLK Day uh, a giant game of Civilization Five like that's going to probably last all day and it's going to be marvelous. I can um, that. Aside from that, I'm definitely going to play through the first episode of Tales from the Borderlands because that's been sitting in my two playlist for like too long and uh, I think for gaming that's like all that I can really promise myself I'm going to do because yeah I actually have a decent amount of homework this semester and then also hanging out with Sonya and like watching Legend of Korra and Agent Carter and that's right, Star Wars seen Legend of Korra yet yeah, no. I just started. I've watched the first uh, two, three episodes. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. You'll enjoy it. And then, yeah. So the reason that we're watching Star Wars is because Sonia has uh, challenged me to a game of Star Wars Trivial Pursuit, and I, oh boy. I don't know why she wants to get her butt beat so bad. That's like a death wish. Yeah. <laughs> I think she she has really latched on to the fact that. Like, that's my one bragging right, is I've never lost a game of Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. So she, like, wants to bring me down in the worst way, but it's not going to happen, as we know. Because words can bring you down, so don't bring you down today. Okay, actually, yes, that Jifta is kind of applicable now because of my hubris, isn't it? Yep. 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 Oh, that's so cool. It's like a desktop Rubes Goldberg pro- like thing. Check out the video I sent you guys. What? Uh, you just sent us the same gif of the... No! The <laughs> I thought you were doing that on purpose, Katie. No, I wasn't. I was trying to send you... There, try that one. It's really cool, because, like, it totally... Okay, well... We'll, we'll watch that yeah. in the fringe. Yep, okay. so... 
thanks for listening, everybody. Um, don't forget to leave us some feedback if you have anything interesting to say on any of the stuff that we talked about. And if you can uh, recognize the song that Ryan puts here at the end right after we're done talking, then you win a free game from me. Oh, or if you can so tell me nice. what, what, what exactly that guy is doing to that girl's foot, then I might oh. give you a free game as well. <laughs> <laughs> Best answer wins. <laughs> nice. This so go and make something up. This on fire. Uh, this has been uh, 8-Bit. I'm Ian Buck. And I'm Ian Decker. With guest. Stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> That's Katie Redman. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye now. You know, I can't tell if Brian's putting his thumb up at us because there's no light. You want to play some Evolve? Uh, well, I think I'm going over to Sonya's house. Screw Sonya! Oh, see, so so yeah, that's the plan. That's the idea. <laughs> well, well done. Have fun. Stay safe. I'll take that and snip it right oh. into that fringe. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, Matt, for that marker. I He's marked a- it. The fact that my 12-year-old sister listens to this changes everything that I think about our show. <laughs> well, this is a fringe. I don't think Except just... that Ryan has the ability and desire to put things, <laughs> funny things that we see in the fringe at the end of the actual episode. But there's one thing you can do to make it safe. Just... Wow. Well, you're... Wow. Now, normally I do the, I can make funny waves with my voice, but no, that, 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 that weird wave pattern was you. I was, um. Your fault. A wave of revulsion washed upon me. No, you don't, you don't agree? <laughs> what could you possibly be putting a marker into?